Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And find our website by searching www.com. TheSecretTeachings.info, where you can find our full show archive and more, including my books and our montage archive, top news stories, all at www.TheSecretTeachings.info. Tonight is the 27th of April, 2021. I am back on air for the first, second time, actually, in about 10 to 14 days, almost two solid weeks, somewhere around there, and I've been doing a lot of traveling. Right now, I am in Lakeland, Florida, staying here for a couple of nights. I got to explore some parts of Florida that I've never seen before, got down to the Everglades, and uh, that was a very interesting experience. You know, if you go down to the Everglades, you got everything from pythons to uh, rare exotic birds to alligators on the side of the road, and you know, I grew up around here in Florida, around the central Florida area, St. Petersburg, Tampa, which is to the west of Lakeland, and then Orlando, which is northeast of, of Lakeland here. And this is kind of like the meth capital of the state of Florida. It's almost like the meth capital of the United States. It's a really dirty, rundown little town. Part of Lakeland is really nice. There are some upscale parts of it, but that's where I'm at tonight, and uh, that's where I'll be at tomorrow night as well, doing a little bit of an update for the show since we've not been in studio, but I've brought with me the mixing board and the microphone, got a backup microphone as well for uh, my partner Hope, who's also with me on this trip. I've sent some uh, pictures out on Facebook for those of you who are interested in where I've been traveling to. I don't like to put myself at the center of attention though. So I don't like to post a lot on social media. This is just a big trip that I have been wanting to take for a very long time. Hope has been wanting to take a big trip like this. And we thought now would be better than ever to take a cross-country road trip. And contrary to what some people might think, it's actually not that expensive if you budget appropriately. So it might sound like I'm a big radio host. I can afford to travel all of, all of the country, take a month off from work. I mean, sounds like that, but it, it, it's really not. You know, money is very tight, and uh, you know, I only budgeted uh, a little bit of, of money for this trip, and I'm just sticking to that. But having a really great time. This is the uh, second time we've set up the, the radio studio here. Well, it's been set up, but the second time we've we've utilized it here uh, at the end of April 2021, and we'll 
have some other shows coming up in the next couple of days as well. The next, probably next week, we'll have a couple new shows. And the week after that, this is a whole month long trip. So just wanted to fill you guys in on what's going on. And I'm hoping that you're enjoying the replay episodes of the secret teachings on the fringe. I know Joe Roop has been getting those up into the, uh, into the, uh, the system to play those out. I know some people say, well, why, why does it matter what show plays? It's a replay. It's not new. I don't know why people need to cause an issue with that. It's just, uh, just a radio show and, uh, not everybody has access, you know, to the same kind of, um, material that you do. Not everybody has a smartphone to listen. Not everybody has, you know, the time available to go and search out for the show. So they like to listen to it live or recorded or pre-recorded or whatever the case is. And you can do that right here on the fringe Monday through Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, at the same time each night, right after lighting the void with Joe Roop. Now, last night we talked a little bit about the, the experiences that uh, we've had on this trip and some of the things that we've seen, mostly, almost entirely a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of the things that I expected to do down here in Florida changed entirely. Um, I, I had expected to go back to the college radio station, 91.5 FM WPRK, which is Rollins College Radio over in Winter Park. It's, I mean, like an uh, hour and 45 minutes from here in Lakeland, uh, just on the north part of Orlando. And I uh, found out they bulldozed the, well, at least they told me that. I couldn't find the building. There was a building in the same place where the radio station used to be. It was in a basement, and they, I guess they bulldozed this whole thing. So we got into Orlando. I went to the radio station to see if I could get into the studio just to take a pic, you know, tell tell people that I had, you know, started radio there and get a picture, maybe a little video, and I guess they just they got rid of the whole thing. So that was kind of disappointing. They shut down a lot of the restaurants. I have some theories on why some restaurants shut down. I, I think some of them might have taken the COVID small business relief money and just, you know, like the song says, they took the money and ran. Uh, that would not be surprising. But so that's, it just, you know, the, the radio station was literally bulldozed. My favorite restaurant that I could eat at was shut down. And uh, the 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 interstates in Orlando are just st- built on top it looks like houston now i mean or it's going to become more like houston it's just interstate on top of interstate on top of interstate it's just stacked like legos and uh, i just i couldn't stand uh, orlando i can't just pretty much anything that i enjoyed as a kid here maybe i'm living in the past but i, I just couldn't couldn't deal with it anymore so it's been kind of a bust here in florida but i did get to go down to the everglades Got to go down to the Skunk Ape Research Center, which is really just a gift shop, and that's not a you know a negative comment directed towards those people. Just it was I I thought it was going to be bigger. Um, you could you could pay like six dollars and go back with the reptiles, which I was going to do, but I've I've seen reptiles before, and Hope and I were in a rush to <clears throat> go have lunch, and we were going to meet one of her friends for um for some uh, dinner at the uh, seed to table restaurant. That's become uh, just a, a phenomenon because of the uh, the stance that the ownership has taken against masks and vaccines and things like that. But uh, we did a lot of stuff, and and in traveling, we we were lucky enough to get what what amounts to a rental car. Uh, was going to take my little 2008 Toyota, uh, but we were we were lucky enough to have her mom 
offer to let us borrow one of their cars, uh, much newer than my 2008 Toyota. And uh, we borrowed this car, and outside, it's like a, it's kind of like a smart car, but not really a smart car. Um, you can't call it a smart car. It just has all the bells and whistles to it. Like it has the lane assist, and it has the uh, the option to adjust the distance between you and the car in front of you. So if you're driving like 70 miles an hour on the road, uh, you've got it on you know cruise control. You know the car in front of you, if it slows down, your car will slow down until that car gets out of the way, then your car will speed back up to 70. So there are features like that in the lane assist where you kind of scoot over into the other lane. Maybe you're taking a sharp turn and it starts blinking and letting you know, you know, or if you, you swerve a little bit because something ran out in the road and tell it, it shows you like a cup of coffee on the screen and it tells you it's time to take a break. Just things that I thought were really dangerous and, it's an easy car to drive. It's a hybrid car to drive, but it's it's very dangerous. And I actually I had a a rental car one time very much like this. It was a Toyota. It was just a little compact Toyota, and it had the lane assist and it had the assistance for the uh, cruise control in the interstate. And there was one point on a trip I was taking from Boise, Idaho to Portland, Oregon, that this car just. I, st- I started to move the car to the left and get over into this other lane because there was a semi truck that was just kind of hinting that he wanted to get over. So he's kind of nudging his way over. And the car's like, nope, uh, you're supposed to be in that lane. So we're going to correct that and just pull the, the machine pulled me back into where the semi was coming. So I, that was the first time I ever experienced that. They never told me that at the rental place. Uh, when I when I had rented this Toyota car like four years ago, and I almost got plowed by a semi because of the wonders of artificial intelligence and the wonders of these technological advancements in the automotive field. And I just thought, well, that's the last time I'm going to drive one of those cars. This is really dangerous. Uh, but we were offered to to take this car on the trip, and it's been it's been a wonderful car, really great on gas. But we we've turned off all of the all of the little assistance on it so it doesn't try to pull us into oncoming traffic because we're not supposed to go into the other lane. You know, you got to stay in these lanes, even if there's something in the middle of the road, got to stay in that lane. You know, it's just, it's, it's like elementary, but you know, the technology is way more advanced than that. So I, I've enjoyed the car, but you might think, well, why are you, why are you talking about the vehicle that you're driving? We want to know what's going on. You know, we've been waiting for you to do an updated show. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you've enjoyed that I've been gone. But I picked up some newspapers. We went to um, Seed to Table, this restaurant, grocery store, big, big grocery store. I don't even know if you could call it a grocery store. It was like a bar. They had a salsa bar, a guacamole bar, a pizza bar. They had two big produce sections. They had, you know, a wine department, but like, the wine department was its own store. And this store became really kind of famous uh, when the owner, he took a stance and said, look, we're not going to have masks here. We just assume that you have a medical condition. And he posted the federal law in less than that many words on a sign on the, the front of the, 
the grocery store at the entrance, and now he's got to sign up about vaccines and just set, he just says, you know, I'm concerned about your health. The vaccines for COVID-19, according to official reports, don't do this, 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 and this. They don't prevent you from getting sick. They don't prevent you from spreading the virus. They don't prevent you from having to go into lockdown or quarantine or wear a mask or social distance. So just do your research before you make that decision. And, and because of things like that, there have been people across the country who have been really upset uh, about that grocery store's stance and the owner of that grocery store's stance. Uh, just like there's been a couple of other grocery stores and other businesses that, whether they're restaurants or they're gyms, that have stood up and said, no, we're not closing. We're not forcing people to wear a mask, etc. And they receive all this attention because that's that's what people want. And so we go in this store, and I just felt this sense of like freedom. I felt this sense of just an overwhelming kind of like family energy, if you will. Um, there was a 90, I mean, this woman had to have been 90 years old. And she's sitting down at one of the benches in what I guess would be one of the eating areas. It's a very weird store, but it's, but it was really fun. They had like a live band playing in the grocery store. <laughs> it was very interesting. But we were sitting down having some food, Hope and I and her friend, and we're looking, you know, we're looking around and it's very loud. But this old lady is sitting next to us. I mean, she's got to be 90 and she doesn't have her mask on. She doesn't have, maybe she got a vaccine. I don't know, but it doesn't seem, didn't seem like she would have been that kind of a person. She's dancing to the music with a walker. Okay, this woman's like 90 years old. She's not scared of a virus. And if that were the case, this woman would be dead by now. But she was just in seed to table and just tapping her feet away, tapping her hands away on the walker. This woman who was easily in her 80s, possibly in her 90s, just dancing around, having a great time with everybody else. You know, there were like maybe 10 people out of the thousands that I saw all night. Uh, that was on Saturday night we went that had masks on. Everybody else was just free range, do whatever you want to do. People were bringing that people were drinking wine and walking. They have like a bar in there. You get like, you can get like a pizza, a thing of guacamole, a glass of wine, and then you can go over to a bakery and get a loaf of bread. And then you can get a bottle of wine and then get a, le- a head of lettuce and then go get a, a thing of, of, of salmon, you know, and then <laughs> there's just, there's so much stuff in that store. So, we did that, and uh, before that, we had gone to the Everglades, and we had seen the we had seen the uh, the alligators and some stuff. I've never seen the Everglades, and so the next morning, uh, which was uh, Sunday morning, just this weekend, Sunday morning, I I went down to the gas station and I filled the car up, and uh, I with some gas, and I tried to clean the windshield. I vacuumed it out. There was some sand in it from the beach. Um, and Hope was still sleeping, so I just went down. I thought I'd be nice. I got her a cup of coffee, and uh, I saw these newspapers sitting there, and I thought, you know what? I haven't looked at the news much in the last week, and I haven't really paid much attention to what I have looked at. I've probably got like 50 articles open on my phone, but I haven't paid much attention to it. So I thought, well, let me look at these newspapers, and just so happens the coffee wasn't made at the gas station, so I have to wait for the coffee to be made and I was looking through these newspapers, and I found a series of articles that I wanted to talk with you about tonight that are topical and that also relate to some of the experiences that I've been having uh, on this on this uh, 
adventure of mine. Uh, right now, of course, as I said, I'm, I'm down here in Florida, went all the way down the, the East Coast, went to Harpers Ferry, West Virginia, Yorktown, Virginia, down through the Carolinas, uh, spent some time in Savannah. Uh, St. Augustine was packed. So we left there, blew through Daytona Beach because it was packed and it's outrageously expensive. Went to Orlando, went to Tampa, St. Pete, Fort Myers, Naples, and now I'm back here in Lakeland. And I'm sitting here in a hotel in Lakeland and I got some newspapers. I've got my radio set up and I wanted to read you something. All right, this is about uh, vehicles. It's about automobiles. And it's from a news article from the Wall Street Journal, April 24th through the 25th, 2021. So this was a Saturday-Sunday article from the Wall Street Journal. It says this, Governments are also driving the shift for newer kinds of automobiles that are not gasoline-powered. The title of the article, The New World of Auto Tech, the combination of electric autonomous vehicles with ride-hailing will soon remake both the car industry and car culture as we've known it. Can the U.S. keep up with China in this new race? Now, other than the fact that the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and the USA Today and others seem to have uh, what amounts to a sexual fetish for China and Xi Jinping, this article, like many of the articles that I pulled out of these newspapers, there's only one word to describe them. And when I was reading these in the car on the way up here to Lakeland over the weekend, highlighting them, I, I read a few to Hope, and she was like, "This." she's like, how do people look? At, why do people believe this? This is just, it's raw propaganda, every bit of it. And it is. It's just raw propaganda. It, it says in the article from the Wall Street Journal that America's love affair with the car will turn into more of a hookup with the convenience of a utility. Now, some of you might know that by 2035, California is going to ban gasoline cars. By 2035, no more gasoline cars can be sold. Britain is aiming to do the same by 2030. China will only allow electrics or hybrids to be sold starting in 2035. And, of course, the Joe Biden administration has an infrastructure bill, which includes $174 billion to support electric cars. That's 50% more than for bridges or roads because we don't have a third or more it might even be two-thirds of all bridges in the United States that are structurally unstable and that need to be replaced or that need to be reinforced. Rather than support the infrastructure of the country by replacing and building new bridges and maybe uh, new tunnels so they don't collapse, let's dump hundreds of billions of dollars into electric cars so that we can power them with the most evil thing ever, greenhouse gases, right? You know, the, the greenhouse gas emissions. We can power them with coal, and we can power them with oil. Uh, well, they're electric, so they're not powered with those things, right? No, well, they are, because you have to generate the electricity to charge the cars. So they're still powered by coal. They're still powered by oil. They're still powered by natural gas, whatever the, the facility 
uh, uses to make the electricity that you use to charge your car. And what you're charging is a special battery that uses special things that come out of the earth that have to be ripped from the earth in what amounts to deforestation. It amounts to a shaving off of uh, land formations and just a scarring of the skin of the earth by ripping all these resources out of it. That's for the electric car. It'll make the world a better place. It says in the article from the Wall Street Journal, self-driving cars clock 2 million miles of test driving on California's roads in 2020. And people are very, very alarmed because Apple is working on their own self-driving electric car. So that's that's fun. Woohoo. China's Badu, one of the world's largest internet and artificial intelligence companies, has already started putting robot taxis on the road in Beijing and Guangzhou. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Just finished uh, reading a, a, a trilogy on the Chinese Communist Revolution and uh, learned a lot of new, a lot of new Chinese provinces and words. Couldn't pronounce that one in the book though. It's Guangzhou, something like that. And the article says this: Welcome to the new world of auto tech, the merging of electric autonomous vehicles with ride hailing to create a radically different car economy. Tied together by the connectivity of a digital network, this new business could upend the global automobile industry. Up in the whole industry. Autonomous vehicles. And along with it, the entire culture that for more than a century has been built around getting behind the steering wheel. Now for years, myself and so many others have said, what's going to happen is we're going to reach a time and when there will be no cars that will be driven by humans on the road it starts, with self-driving cars where you still have to put your hands on the wheel and the brake and then it moves to driverless cars. In the meantime, we also have other forms of ride-sharing services. The goal is to get people out of the car and to control their transportation, to control where they can and where they can't go. We're going to talk about that and more when we come back right here on The Secret Teachings right on The Fringe FM as you can find us Monday through Friday. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. It's Tuesday... April 27th, 2021. I'm Ryan Gable, and there's more after this, right here on The Fringe. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. 
Either donate $50 one time for the year or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week, supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? Do you question the nature of your reality? Join me, host Jess Rogie of the Rogie Report, as we find out more about the strange reality we live in. Here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of the Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening. With your host, Ryan Gable. It's March, the month of the spring equinox, Ostara, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info, where you can also find our top news stories as well. As most of you know, I've been on a trip the last week, missed a whole week of radio, but we've had a lot of rebroadcasts, and from what I've been able to tell, most people have enjoyed those rebroadcasts. You know, not everybody has, uh, you know, the ability to subscribe to the show, so we try to put out a lot of free shows, try to play a lot of replays on the um, 
on the network. And, you know, there's so much content. There are so many topics. There are so many things that we discuss that sometimes I lose track of things that we have discussed in the past. And I think we should talk about that again. And I didn't really want to focus on one particular topic tonight, but one thing that came across my proverbial desk is a story about the new world of auto tech. And I was thinking because on the trip, Hope and I have been driving this this hybrid car, and uh, this thing has the lane assist, and it has the distance monitoring, and it's the second time I've driven a car like that. It's not a, it's obviously not an autonomous vehicle, but it's it's like infantile elementary AI, and it kind of monitors how you drive, and it has all these these features that hooks up to your phone, and you know it's got internet in the car. And, uh, I mean, in some ways, the, some of the features are, are, are beneficial. Um, but I think some of the features are also really old. Like, I enjoyed the heated seats, but that is not a new thing. People have had heated seats in cars long before AI. Uh, but the things like the lane assist, they were, I thought they were dangerous because the first time I used the lane assist was on a Toyota that I had rented to drive to Portland, Oregon. And this thing, like, I was driving and I a, a semi-truck was just poking his nose into my lane and as the semi-truck's coming over I'm like okay this guy's coming over I need to like get out of the way so I start to go into the other lane to the left and the car's like nope you know you're drunk let's get you back in the right place and so it pulls the car back almost into the semi-truck and I thought this is so dangerous how can how is this street legal you know you can get arrested for having your phone you know, in your car, holding it, even if you're not texting, you can get fined for that in most states. But if you get a Tesla, you ever looked at a Tesla? It's got like a it's got like a 32 inch flat screen in it. How is that legal? You know, it's like the cop driving down the road with with the 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 27 inch computer monitor. You know, it, it how is that acceptable? But a cell phone's not acceptable. Now, obviously, I'm asking that rhetorically. And I think there are many ways to look at that. It's not black and white. But the new world of auto tech, as this article from the Wall Street Journal that I've been talking about for the last couple of minutes on the broadcast this evening before the, uh, before the break, is an article that I picked up at a gas station, a, a newspaper, the Wall Street Journal. I got a USA Today and some others here. And I was reading this, and it was talking about these new autonomous cars and how you know, for, for a long time, uh, we've had a certain way of getting around a certain kind of transportation. Now with ride sharing, now with various forms of autonomous vehicles, we're starting to see uh, a trend develop where humans will no longer be using cars, especially in the free capacity that they are today. Now, I remember when I lived in Orlando, Florida, and this was about, it was 2012, probably. It was just, I was just starting to understand what to do on radio. So this was a while ago. This was like nine years ago. Um, just really right up the road from where we are now here in Lakeland, Florida tonight. Uh, and I, I remember reading this book and talking to a friend of mine on the phone, and she was talking to me about how 
a lot of the interstates, you know, when you get on toll roads, they're actually owned by China or they're owned by private corporations. And the money does not go to the state. It does not go to the roads. It goes right to that company. It goes right to that that country, China in particular. And as I was as I was having that conversation that night, I for some reason vividly remember that conversation. We were talking about, and I had read a, a book by David Icke as well. He had talked about it, and I discussed it on radio, how the ultimate goal would be to get people out of their cars so they don't have the freedom to do what I'm doing, to do what Hope and I are doing, and that is to take a cross-country trip. But for that matter, you wouldn't have the ability to get in your car and go anywhere that you wanted to go, not a cross-country trip or a state park, you wouldn't be able to go anywhere. You wouldn't be able to leave your house unless you had clearance, unless you had permission, unless you had a green check mark, unless you had a thumbs up. Now, that's not just from a vaccine passport or walking past some cadres, you know, or some Gestapo agents who want to see your papers, because unless you were able to walk, you know, with your papers, you wouldn't be able to drive anywhere because maybe you don't have enough social credit for the vehicle to start. Maybe you've been deemed a class enemy, and so the car takes you to the police station, and it locks itself, and red lights go off until the police officers come down, and they put you in jail for whatever you did. Have an original thought. You know, maybe you ate some parsley. I don't know. All these things could be illegal and more. So, when I had that thought back then, I, I never really had an answer for people when they said, well, how are you going to get people out of their cars? People love cars. There's TV shows about cars. People, they pimp their rides. What are you going to do? How are you going to get people out of these cars, right? And he's supposed to put the PlayStations in the back of the cars. I always wanted that. Apparently, that was, dan- that was dangerous, but the Tesla cars with the 32-inch plasma screen in front of the windshield is not dangerous, you know? So... When I read this article over the weekend, I thought, you know what? This is how they're going to do it. It's an incremental process. It's been incrementally unfolded since I had that conversation nine years ago. From ride sharing to infantile autonomous vehicles. And I said this for years. I put it in my technology book, The Technological Elixir. You can say, Ryan, self-driving cars, you still have the power and I say, you're right, but they are going to be used to condition you to conform to the driverless car. Now, the self-driving car is like what Will Smith drove in iRobot. The driverless car is, it means there ain't no driver. And they're testing these right now in China. They're testing the driverless bus in China, where that means you don't get a chance to put your hands on the wheel and steer it out of oncoming traffic because the sensor decided um yeah you need to go this way now you know or a bird flew in front of your car so it pounds the brakes and then you get smashed from behind by another car somehow that's uh, that's okay you can't drink and drive you can't be on your cell phone you can't watch a movie on the dvd player but you can play on a 32 inch plasma from tesla i know they're not actually 32 inches i'm being a smart ass but they're pretty big i mean it's like it's i think it's larger than an ipad and that somehow is legal to have on the front of your car. I mean, I don't. I you could probably hook up Netflix to it, but it's acceptable because Tesla's cool. Tesla has a flamethrower. All right, beware the Elon. You know, so as long as Musk, you know, is walking around with uh, what's that woman's name Grimes with the white back tattoo that looks like an alien mark. 
that was in the news, you know, oh, that's such a wonderful thing. So as long as he, as long as Musk is walking around with a hot girlfriend who dressed like a dressed like a gothic girl, and she's singing songs about how she wants AI to take over her body and wants us all to assimilate, and Elon Musk is on stage microdosing with LSD and mushrooms, and his eyes are blown out of his head under hot white lights, and he's telling you how it's great to merge with machines, but it's also a really bad thing to do because the machines are going to kill everybody. So as long as he's doing that, it's okay if he gets to put a thirty-two inch flat screen TV in the front of your car, you know where the windshield is, so you can't see out the windshield. But I can't have my cell phone to look up directions because the autonomous vehicle is trying to tell me to turn into a river, you know? So somehow that's legal, though. I'm ranting. That is the new world of auto tech. And on that note, there was also another crash of a Tesla showing that the auto... They're like, the, this is literally the headline, all right, from the USA Today. Crash of Tesla shows autopilot isn't there yet. I mean, that'd be like saying... Crash of a 747 commercial plane with 300 passengers just shows that the AI isn't ready to fly the plane by itself. We mourn the loss of these hundreds and hundreds of innocent lives. Just keep killing people in the meantime. But it's good for the AI. The AI needs, needs to learn. Maybe the AI is doing it intentionally. I don't know if anybody died in that crash, but maybe the AI is doing this intentionally. Anybody had, had that thought? Maybe if the people are dying in these car wrecks, maybe the AI is killing. Maybe they maybe they hit their dashboard like I do. And they were upset at the car because it tried to pull them into oncoming traffic. You know? And this is this is what the article from the USA Today says. It says, Don't worry, these cars are not capable of full self-driving. And in fact, Tesla says on its website that drivers are supposed to keep their hands on the wheel at all times, ready to take over when the system is not able to steer, accelerate, or brake on its own. So here's my question. They say crash of Tesla shows autopilot isn't there yet. So if it's on autopilot, it's not fully self-driving. That's the argument they're making. So it's not a self-driving car. So basically what you did was you pushed a button, took your hands off the wheel, and then what you, you had a snack... You know, you jacked off, you watched a movie on your flat screen TV, and then the car crashed. And it wasn't the fault of the autopilot. You know, it, it was your fault for taking the hands off the wheel, even though you were told you can take your hands off the wheel because it's an autopilot. But the autopilot doesn't work. So how is this legal? Can anybody explain this to me? You know why? It's because a bunch of hacks in Congress and a bunch of wealthy billionaire bureaucrats got laws passed and they threw their money around and they threw their hookers around and you can have uh, flat screens on wheels running down the road, and that's not, you know, a danger to anybody. It's just okay. You know what I think you should do? I think we should leave all the Teslas on the side of the road in Florida, which is something that I've seen so much of. It's just unbelievable. I mean, I've seen like what? I've seen like a dozen cars on the side of the. What is it? Hope's here with us. What? How many cars have we seen on the side of the road here? Definitely a healthy dozen. For a health, sure. a healthy dozen, right? I mean, it's just. So many cars on the side of the road. We were joking about that when we drove into the state. And it was, what, 30 seconds? Oh, yeah. It was Within 30, seconds. Th 30 seconds of crossing the Florida border. There were cars on the side oh, of the road the abandoned. Yeah, there was one on the bridge. <laughs> there was one on the bridge abandoned. So I, I, I think we should leave these Teslas on the side of the road where all these other uh, you know abandoned cars are. I think that would be a great place to put them. Here's a question that I have, though. I want to know... I really don't understand what the state of Florida is. It's not like a, a Portland where they encourage you to dump trash on the side of the road and they encourage you to bathe in feces and they encourage you to do 
You like heroin in the streets because somehow that is a political statement. Uh, and there's just trash everywhere. Florida is just absolutely littered with trash. So much so there was an article I read in uh, a local newspaper in Naples, Fort Myers. And I just thought it was kind of ironic because it exemplifies, you know, the problem of environmentalism where on average people that are environmentalist and they want the United States to be in these green new deals that cost hundreds of trillions of dollars that destroy all small business and destroy the environment in the meantime, give all the big money and the big power to the big corporations they hate in the first place that cause all the carbon dioxide emissions. Well, uh, once again, the people that want those types of Green New Deals, they want the, the, the climate change uh, agreements, the Paris Accord. They're the people that are the least likely to recycle, the least likely to take public transportation, the least likely to buy so-called green products, which I believe most of all, uh, most of them are just a scam. Uh, and in the same case here, you go into Florida and this place is just littered with trash littered with cars. I'd like to see more Teslas on the side of the road myself. I do not like this car. I do not like the flat screen. I don't like the autopilot. I don't like that there's even, there are even like lines of pornography now where people just have sex in a Tesla while it's on autopilot. And somehow that's okay. But I can't check my my phone email or I get pulled over. And so here's an article from a local newspaper in Naples, Fort Myers, it says there's a litter bug invasion. Florida is beautiful, but scattered trash is a huge problem. Now, you know, if you're from Florida or you've been to Florida, there's a unique kind of trash in Florida. The first kind of trash is the newspaper in the plastic bag that never got brought inside. And somehow, you know, with with the dew in the morning and that afternoon rain shower, the plastic has slowly because the sun melted it has slowly eroded and peeled back and the newspaper has gotten wet and now it's growing mold and it's just decaying. And you smell that. And so that's the first kind of trash. It's a unique trash. Uh, And then you start to see just weird things on the side of the road, you know, like broken metal flamingos. And there's just random car parts and cars on this. I don't know what the state of Florida is. It's like conservative, liberal, I don't know what it is. It's all over the place. But this, this woman wrote this article from, from, from Naples and Fort Myers, and it says, We love the beauty of Florida, and, ver- and we're very concerned about the litter seen on a daily basis. Along city streets, country roads, ditches, canals, various counties, large quantities of litter. But it's just it's everywhere. And so she says, It upsets me when I see it. And when I see it, I say, quote, It shouldn't be there, and somebody should do something about it. And then she goes on to explain how somebody else should go pick up the garbage. Now, I'm not the person that goes and picks up the garbage because I didn't make the mess. That's my firm stance, you know, depending on the situation. Uh, But that's kind of the attitude that a lot of environmentalists have. We need to do something about the environment. We need to do something about these cars. Meanwhile, they're driving the biggest, most gas-guzzling vehicles. They're the ones that will do the least for the environment, but they will tell you they do the most. They will tell you they donate to the charities. They will tell you that they buy the green products, but they don't actually do any of those things. And if they do, it's usually just a scam. So I don't want to clean up the trash. Let's start a campaign to get someone else to clean up the trash. Typical, classist, elitist trash, in my humble opinion. Now, here are some other articles to get you up to speed on some other things going on. I know that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine has been uh, given the thumbs up 
by the, what was it, 10 people, the 10 sellouts who said, sure, uh, let's go ahead and verify that this is safe to inject into the body uh, under the pretext that the FDA wants Johnson & Johnson to put on the vaccine packet that it's actually probably going to cause a deadly blood clot. Uh, but Johnson & Johnson also told you that nothing would happen. They told you it was perfectly safe, and then people get blood clots, and they tell you only six people got blood clots. I saw that on TV the other day. And then literally I've pulled up more than six individual stories about blood clots and people dying or people being hospitalized just since that story there are literally hundreds, if not tens of thousands of people that have died or have, who have gotten very sick. And these are mainline news articles. They're stopping vaccine distribution in, in, in the Carolinas and Colorado, all over the, you know, the EU. But Johnson Johnson said it was perfectly safe. And now they're like, well, it could also cause rare blood clots that kill you. You know, it's like one of those medica- medical commercials. You know, it causes all these side effects, including death. I think... I will just stick with the random thoughts. I don't need to get rid of random thoughts with you know leprosy as a side effect of the vaccine or the the uh, the drug. Uh, but I'll tell you this: another thing that is just that you see on the side of the road everywhere you go, you see cell phone towers. And I was talking to my friend Jack about this over the weekend, uh, the first time I talked to him in a while, and I said, you know, Jack, I just I looked at these things, and I don't mean it. As a metaphor, I don't mean it. Um, it's not rhetoric. I, I look at these things and I think I think they're actually, they can, they're not built by humans. I think that some of these things, the, the way that they're built and shaped and that, that black glossy shine to it, it looks like something from a Ridley Scott film. It looks like something from, from it looks like something a xenomorph would build. It looks alien. And, and for months and months and months, over a year now, we've been talking about the anti-human component of everything that has happened in regards to the so-called COVID-19 pandemic. They tell you not to shake hands. They tell you not to have sex. They tell you to wear a mask if you do have sex. They tell you to wear a mask, wear two masks, wear three masks, wear four masks. Do it inside when you're by yourself. Do it when you're with family. In fact, better yet, don't even see your family. Stay away from family. Don't see grandma. You could kill her. All the Yale University, clinicaltrials.gov, Propaganda campaigns like those run by the Washington Post called behavioral nudges, how to convince people to accept something without actually proving to them that it's safe, that it's effective, except you can convince them by using the word safe and effective over and over again, but not actually producing the evidence to provide proof of that. And you think this is not human. It's not based on science, but it is based on psychology. And I found an article from the New York Times. Man, if you get a chance to look at the New York Times, I haven't looked at one of these since the last time that the woman that runs it said we should kill, what'd she say, we should kill all white people? That it says in this New York Times article, the pandemic shrank our social circles. Let's keep it that way. The pandemic shrunk our social circles. Let's keep it that way. And of course, in the article You've got psychologists who run this whole thing who are telling us, and I'm going to just paraphrase this for time's sake, you don't need to rekindle friendships if you don't want to. When I hear that, and it's in relationship to people losing friends because of the so-called pandemic, they're saying you don't need to make those connections again, leave them behind. 
I hear and I see the audio and the visual of what I would imagine to be the serpent in the Garden of Eden whispering into the ear of Eve. Eat of the tree. You'll be like God. God doesn't want you to eat of the tree. It's like Satan tempting Jesus in the desert. All of this can be yours. All of this can be yours. I will give you this. I will give you that. Just do as I say. Just show yourself for who you are. Cry out to God and have God save you. Now, obviously, the metaphor of that story is Jesus, God, whatever you want to call that idea, already is the kingdom of the earth. So he can't be given the kingdom of the earth. The idea there in that story of Jesus being tempted by the devil is that the whole universe, the whole cosmos, everything is in and outside and of each and every one of us. We are all individually unique, individually free, no matter the color of your skin, your gender, sexual preference, no matter what kind of sports team you like, what kind of sport you like, what color you like, what car you drive, and whether you choose to leave it on the side of the road with a bunch of trash like Portland or Florida. We are unique individuals and we are free by birth. It's more than just an enlightenment philosophy from the 17th and 18th centuries. And so when you're offered... Here is your freedom pass to do what you used to do before this horrible pandemic. If you do what we tell you to do, we'll give you your life back. Well, it's just like Jesus being tempted by the devil. Jesus already is the king of the world. He doesn't need to be tempted to receive what is already his. We don't need to be tempted to receive what is already ours. So what they do is they try to whisper into our ear to make us think that it's really our idea. So the psychologists break out the psychology books, and they're like, well, technically, and this is in the, in the New York Times article, humans really can only have about four or five good, solid friends and maybe a loving partner. And because of that, you just don't have time for all these other interactions. Just don't worry about those and the small friendships that otherwise you wouldn't maintain. It's not something that you need to think about. You know, just remain socially isolated. And so the article actually says the pandemic shrank our social circles. Let's keep it that way. You don't need to rekindle friendships if you don't want to. And they just kind of whisper that. You don't need to rekindle those friendships if you don't want to. You're in charge. You're empowered. It's like, yeah, I already know that. I am in charge. I'm empowered, and I'll rekindle a friendship if I want to. In fact, I didn't believe in the propaganda from the beginning, so I didn't destroy friendships because I was afraid of human-to-human contact. I didn't destroy friendships because I listened to xenomorph aliens from captive state tell me what I should do to live my life and not be afraid of something that isn't essentially real in the way that we've been told that it is. These are the same kinds of articles that you see constantly from the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. Don't think for yourself. It's terrorism. Don't think for yourself. It's a bad thing. Don't think for yourself. It's going to make you you know, brain dead if you think for yourself. It's going to make you an outcast if you think for yourself. Just listen to what we tell you to do. Or the Wall Street Journal, they're like, yeah, we can't wait till the end of humanity. Like the woman that runs the New York Times, we can't wait to kill all white people. We can't wait to have a race war. It's like, who are these people? You know, you can say on one level this is like political communist, Marxism, Leninist, Stalinist, Maoist political thought. 
And it absolutely is. It's authoritarianism at the bare bone. But there's just something about it with experimental mRNA, gene therapy, treatments, the subverting of international, federal, and state law, and doing it all with this this sleazy, slithery, demonic, diabolic, serpentine nature of you don't need to rekindle those friendships. You don't need to shake hands again. You don't need to have intimacy. You don't need to have friends. You don't need to drive your car where you want to drive it. You don't need to do any of these things, but you do need to get a vaccine. You do need to listen to what we tell you to do when we tell you to do it, no matter how incredibly trivial our requests are. You notice that this is not a human voice speaking to us. It's the archetypical devil. It's the inversion of life, living, evil. It's the inversion of love. And I'll tell you what, when I went into that restaurant Seed to Table in uh, Naples, Florida over the weekend, I saw the very opposite. I might not agree conservatively, politically with most of the people in there. And I was talking to Hope about this too, because Hope always asks me, she's like, why do you hate liberals so much? I'm like, well, I don't necessarily hate liberals, but it's like my Uber analogy. If if two Ubers drive up, one guy has a red shirt, one guy has a blue shirt. The guy in the blue shirt says, I'm going to stab you if you get in my car. And the guy in the red shirt says, I've got a bottle of water. I'm going to get in the car with the guy with the red shirt. It's not because I hate blue. It's just the blue guy is trying to stab me. And it's not that I hate liberals. It's just if, if, if I can go to seed to table and have a nice meal and hang out with people and not have to be afraid, and there's 90-year-old women tap dancing on the floor to some live band, that's where I'm going to go. If the liberals want to have that, great. But if you want to come shut it down because you're little good red guards that, that do everything the state tells you to do and it just keeps changing trivially, then I don't want to participate in that, especially when I look around and I see things that are so based in eugenics ideology, that are so based in like Maoist, communist, Stalinist, Marxist thought, that are so anti-human, that are so racist and bigoted, that are just so disgustingly the opposite of everything that is human. I start to think... This is not just a it's not just a metaphor or rhetoric. It, this is it's it's alien. I really can't figure out any other explanation for it. I think it's alien. Just something to think about. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings here on the Fringe FM. This is either the end of the show or it's a looping of the show on the network, the Fringe FM. We will be back with another show, maybe this week, probably for sure next week. I've got my equipment with me as I travel. We'll be going through the southern part of the country the next couple of days, leaving Florida. I appreciate you all for supporting the show and sticking with us over the years and uh, really supporting me and being happy that I'm finally taking some time off. It's really fun to do radio, though, on the road like this, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Remember, subscribe to the Archive to support the show at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. It supports the Fringe FM. It supports you, and it supports the Secret Teachings to allow us to bring you this content Monday through Friday. Tonight, just a little recap, a little catching up, and we'll be doing the same thing over the next couple of weeks right here on the Fringe FM. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Facebook.com forward slash secretteachings. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.
time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings. But don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.